This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Hey everyone, welcome to the Round Ball Stew Podcast. I am Matt Straub. Yes, you have come to the right place. We have a name change, and I'll tell you more about that in just a second. Today, though, it is our 4x5 episode, four writers for five minutes each, talking about whatever topics they want to bring to the table until their time expires. We'll have Steve Alexander, Raphael Johnson, Ryan Knaus, and Jared Johnson here. All of that in just a second. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean Every time. Because messes happen. Because... Yeah, the charcoal mess. Great, because why would I put that on my face when I could drop it in my sink? This is what I get for multitasking. Ugh, why is charcoal so sticky? <clears throat> Hello? Hey, Janice. I am so sorry. I thought I was on mute. <laughs> no, we don't need to reschedule. I'll just stay off camera. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader. Okay, so yes, this podcast is now known as Round Ball Stew, still the same format and game plan that you become used to with the Roto World Fantasy Basketball Podcast, just a different name. And with the website now called NBC Sports Edge, you'll still be getting the same news and analysis there that you're used to on Roto World with all the same writers. And speaking of those writers, we bring in the leadoff hitter for today as we start the timer on Ryan Knaus. Well, I have no time to waste, I know, but I'm I'm happy that Round Ball Stew is the name because every time I read it, I think of you, Matt. It's your <laughs> it's your team name in various leagues. It's been your long running column on No Longer Roto World, uh, so it's only appropriate that we should we should dub it Round Ball Stew. Yeah, it has it is my team name in some leagues. I'm thinking about changing it in a couple of those leagues where my team's not doing too well because <laughs> I can't have it associated with the brand. <laughs> a couple struggling, a couple struggling squads, including. In our Roto World Staff League, Ryan, where I offered you a trade this morning. I saw, and I'm intrigued. Uh, so so Matt offered me Zach Levine straight up for Nikola Vucevic. What was oh. your motivation? Why, why did you float this one to me? Well, there's a couple different things here. I mean, for one, 
I break this down. It's good for you in points, a little bit of assists, a little bit in threes. Actually, field goal percentage. Levine's shooting better than Vooch, which is interesting. And free throws, because Levine takes more. Good for me in rebounds, turnovers, and just general mojo. My team needs some help in that league. <laughs> and I, I thought I'd phone up my old friend Vooch and see if he could potentially fix the chemistry issues. Vooch is your old friend. I thought you were referring to me. That's that that hurts. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, but, whatever. But, but yes, Vooch. Uh, see, the problem is, I also think he gives my team good mojo. I, I love Vooch. He's been undervalued in most drafts that I've been in for the past like five years. Uh, always falling to the second, sometimes early third round. Uh, just super steady. The Magic need him to be their rock. I mean, they don't have much going for. They're going to go as far as Vooch goes this season, basically. And I still, I have a like a bull's hangover from their coaching the past couple of years, and I really want nothing to do with them. So I, although the on paper, the trade is pretty even, my team's been doing well. I think I, I lost last week, dropped to fifth in the standings, but I feel confident if D'Angelo Russell gets going at all, that would be a, a huge boost for me. And that that was my only motivation to maybe take Levine over Vooch was that my guard play hasn't been stellar uh, outside of James Harden. I mean, yeah, maybe it's time to put your Bulls bias aside and just evaluate the trade on its merits. Because you started out saying, I'm intrigued, but then you said about 11 reasons why you don't want to do it. But then at the end, I heard a little, maybe there's a chance. You're telling me there's a chance. It's not an unfair offer. I'll say that. So, And I always, you know, I'll entertain most offers that are thrown my way, but I might, I might send it back to you with a little sweetener required. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm waiting here. The office is open all afternoon, okay. so I'll be uh, awaiting your facts. Ryan, we, we actually only have about... Two minutes left here. So we had two names that I was thinking about talking about. And I'm going to, I think I'm going to throw this one at you because I feel like it's more intriguing. We didn't talk about this guy last week. So this falls under the category of wait a second, what's going on here? Zion Williamson is getting defensive stats right now, Ryan. His last eight games, he's around 24 points per game, six and a half boards, 4.3 dimes. And here's the kicker 0.9 steals, 1.5 blocks, has at least one block in seven of his last eight games. This after posting just 0.4 blocks in his first 13 games. So I ask you, Ryan, how do you look at this run of blocks from Zion? Because this is really key to his fantasy value and him taking it to the next level as a fantasy player. Do you think this feels sustainable? I honestly do, yeah. The, you know, three-point shooting's not there. Uh, free throws are always going to be a problem. But these defensive stats look real. The, the Pelicans were getting destroyed defensively. And Zion and Brandon Ingram took it on themselves, you know, kind of said, hey, we need to step it up. Lonzo obviously has been fantastic defensively. But you look what Zion's doing, and he's clearly motivated to defend the rim. I was a little bit late to record because I was watching a loop of all of his blocks this season, which if, if you have him on your roster, you might want to try. It's a very cathartic exercise. Um, but his timing looks good. He's you know, just his sheer athleticism. He can even miss time a block and still get it. Uh, so yeah, he's just all over the court. I, I love it. I think it is sustainable and it really has in the course of two weeks, maybe it's, I'm um, overreacting, but it's kind of revamped how I view his fantasy ceiling. Well, that's awesome. I, I'll be honest. I was flat out skeptical whether he was going to get those defensive stats going at least this season, but it's really cool to see. And I hope, I mean, I, I hope for those who did draft Zion that, that it is going to come through because, uh, it's pretty cool to watch, uh, him raise that part of his game. Indeed. Was there one more guy you want to hit in 20 seconds or whatever we got? Well, you know, Ryan, it's funny that you mentioned that because <laughs> I got to say to you, uh, that's it. Timed out. The buzzer 
We'll never know. You, you, we'll never know whether there was another guy that I wanted to talk about. <laughs> uh, everyone, look out for Ryan's work on the site. Ryan, any columns you want to quickly promote in the five seconds I'm going to give you right now to do so? Uh, go to the season tools that we have. There's tons of great stuff there, especially the DFS uh, optimizer and the DFS tools. All right. Well, we'll see you back here for the Friday show, Ryan. Thanks for taking uh, five minutes out of your day here. Thanks, Matt. All right. Right now, we welcome in Raphael Johnson. He writes the Rookie Report every Thursday. Every Thursday, right? Yes, every Thursday. All right. Well, it is time once again for the Rookie Update, a.k.a. the LaMelo Ball Report. (laughs) Since we last talked, LaMelo had a 34.0 turnover performance. He also, on Monday night, had a 24.7 rebound, 10 assist game. The first five games of February, we're looking at 22.5 points, 6 boards, 6.5 assists, 1.0 steals, nearly 4 threes per game. He's been a top 30 player in nine category leagues the last couple of weeks, according to basketballmonster.com. How high is this kid's ceiling in fantasy this season? This season, I, I think I would say top 20, maybe top 25. I think he can go a little higher than what he is right now, especially with if he keeps the turnover count in check. That was a big issue for him in terms of playing time earlier this season, being a little bit too careless with the ball at times. Uh, but he's been a lot better that recently. Um, scoring at a much higher clip. Uh, Devontae Graham being out has a, freed up a few more opportunities in terms of, you know, I guess, uh, leeway, I guess you would say, in terms of the turnovers. But LaMelo's been outstanding. I, I think those who haven't rostered are, are really in for a fun rest of the season here. Just a massive whiff for me in terms of fantasy drafts. I'm just double-checking yeah. to see. Yeah, his ADP on Yahoo was 966 I probably took Ricky Rubio ahead of him in in multiple drafts. I'm too scared to look. I took Killian Hayes. I think the big issue with Lamel, at least for me, was that he wasn't going to start right away. And I think that may have had a lot to do with why his ADP was in the mid-90s, like you said. So, hey, it's fantasy basketball. We all make mistakes. You just hope that you can survive them throughout the course of the season. Right. Well, I'm hoping I didn't make a mistake in the leagues where I spent a, a draft pick on James Weissman. Let's take a second to talk about him. He's been out with a, a sprained wrist, was reportedly to be reevaluated in seven to 10 days. That was the update on February 1st. So that would be right around now. Let's assume, hypothetically, Weissman's back soon. This is a guy who, in 10 games prior to the injury, his last 10, was putting up around 13 and a half points, six boards, 1.1 blocks in those 10 games. The fantasy numbers weren't quite there, but there certainly have been signs. And when you watch him play, he definitely passes the eye test. Chance, in your mind, he fully takes off this season? I don't know if I would say fully takes off, but he will have every opportunity to do it. When you look at the bigs on that roster, they really don't have anyone else. And Kevon Looney, obviously, he's out injured as well. So he would be there competing for minutes. But the Warriors seem fully committed to giving Wiseman all the minutes that he needs in order to continue to develop, you know, this is kind of a bridge year for them. Obviously, they're going to compete, try to make the playoffs. But I think next year when you get Clay Thompson back, that's what they're really looking towards. And getting Wiseman all the minutes that he can handle now is going to play a big role in that. All right, Raph, we got about 90 seconds left here. I know there was one more rookie you wanted to bring to the table here. So so hit me with it. My Emmanuel quickly concerns. Um, you know, obviously on Sunday, the Knicks acquired Derrick Rose in exchange for Dennis Smith Jr. and a future second-round pick. I think Derrick Rose has said all the right things in terms of being a mentor to the young guys, as he was in Detroit. My concern is we'll quickly get the leeway, I should say, in terms of the minutes. Because he only played 26 minutes total this past weekend, and I think that's a bit of a concern 
given how well he's played and the need for him to, to develop into their point guard of the future. It feels like the universe is aligned again now that we have a, a total mess at point guard in New York again. <laughs> yeah. That's... So do you feel like it's going to be, I mean, it does kind of feel like this is going to be before long the Derrick Rose show, right? I mean, am I reading too much into the Tibbs Rose uh, you know, I backstory? Don't think it'll, yeah, I don't think it'll get to that point just because of the past medical history with him. And you really don't want to overload Derrick Rose with too many minutes. Maybe it's Austin Rivers that loses out because he's really fizzled of late after getting off to that hot hot run of play once he returned to the lineup. But, yeah, I'm just concerned that, that quickly he's gonna end, they're going to have this ambition about getting into the playoffs, and that's going to take away from Quickly's minutes. I'm really concerned about that in New York. Yeah, and it always felt strange that Tibbs was even playing the rookie in the first place, so maybe he finally has an excuse not to. Oh, wow. I, I hope you're wrong. Oh. <laughs> uh- All right, well, that is Steve Alexander's alarm clock telling us that five minutes is up. Everyone, check out the Rookie Report on the site on NBC Sports Edge every Thursday. Raph, thanks for taking the time as always. We'll see you back here soon. Thanks, take care. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed, also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Start clean with Clorox because Clorox delivers a powerful clean every time. Because messes happen. Because... Hey, listen, remember how you told me to toss those takeout containers before we left for vacation? And you were like, I'm serious. If that leaks over the counter, it'll be a slimy abomination by the time I get back. And I was like, yeah, 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 of course. Don't worry about it. I won't forget. (laughs) Well. Ooh, yeah, that happens. So start clean with Clorox. Use Clorox products as directed. Rinse after use if in contact with food surface. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on Auto Trader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader. Hitting third today is steve alexander steve i'm starting the clock now uh matt i don't like the clock and <laughs> ooh, i wonder if i turned my alarm off while we're while we're on that subject um not a fan of the clock and i think you and i are gonna end up having some issues over the clock before this is all said and done <laughs> well i mean one thing about the clock is it presents this sense of urgency. You know what I mean? We got to get right to the point. Yeah, I, I, gotta, I feel like I got to talk super, super fast. Speaking of which, oh. let's Super Bowl gloat for a second. Can we do that? I, I Yeah. I, you know, I might take a – no, I'm not going to take – I was going to say I was going to roll back in the tape. We only have five minutes. I can't do that. But, yes, it's true. You and I both regrettably predicted that the Bucks were going to win the Super Bowl. I don't feel happy about that per se. Do you? Yeah, I do. I, I mean, I, I thought it was awesome. I, I just like being right. And I, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, you don't bet against Tom Brady. 
I mean, you just don't do it, man. He's broken my heart for 20-something years, but you don't bet against Tom Brady. Anyway, we, we were right, Matt. And you should roll that back at the very end of this. You should just tack it on at the end. But again, I know you're all about this five-minute stickler stuff. Like my buddy, my friend in San Francisco, Yuri, set a $5 FanDuel lineup the other night and won like $850. Sent it to me. And I'm like, dude, I've been doing this a long time. I don't, I don't usually hit for $850. So she got me all inspired and fired up. So I've been going – I've been spending – if I'm not doing something for a podcast, I am working on my DFS lineups to the point where I'm going to go insane, like a mad scientist. Because you start tweaking them, and then you tweak them more, and then by the time you go back and look at it, it doesn't even resemble what you started with or what your what your goal was going in. But I won last night. I had a good night. I just didn't. I didn't break the bank. I think it's a slippery slope to feel like you have to try to win money, though. Don't you think? think you got to just set a good lineup and let it happen you know well that's been the plan for the last like eight years we're, we're moving on we're we're trying different things now and, okay. uh, you're taking and it up a notch in this optimizer and the news we have at our fingertips and i i've just really taken a new approach and I, i'm going to hit matt i'm going to pull a drew dinkmeyer at some point um <laughs> speaking of which Y'all might want to stay away from Kelly Oubre tonight because uh, my faith has been restored in Oubre, and I'm, I'm rolling with him in DFS tonight, which probably means he's going to shoot two of 17 and score three, you know, four points. So are you saying that people wanted to stay away from Kelly Oubre last night? No, I didn't, didn't have him last time. No, but I mean, when this runs on Wednesday. Yes. Mean that people wanted- I, I hope you avoided Kelly Oubre yesterday. Damn it. Steve. Steve, I was thinking, you know, we we last time we talked about our uh, players we missed on during our waiver wire podcast. Do you want to talk about any waiver wire whiffs quickly, or did you have anything else you want to do with your remaining ninety seconds? Uh, Chris Boucher appears to be back. Michael Porter Jr. on the other hand has scored eight points three games in a row. I get the feeling that people that have him on their roster are where the Chris Boucher people were. 10 days ago, like I'm getting emails. Do I cut Chris Boucher? I can't take this anymore. Why does Nick Nurse hate him? I think we're in the same boat with MPJ. Will Barton had a season high 24 on Monday night. MPJ's just kind of floating around out there. This is that moment when you have to make a decision. If you drop MPJ right now, you'll never see him again. He'll never be back, but you don't want to do that. Like he is going to catch fire in the next two games have one of those 30.6 three-pointer games and all will be well and he'll get the, he'll get it going again. That that whole yeah, covid is, shutdown killed him. This is the moment to send the low ball offer on Michael Porter Jr. and not to panic if you have him on your roster. Absolutely. Well, Steve, <laughs> we're down, we're down, winding down, down, we're winding down, down here. Down down. Um, I'm trying to think of, of any waiver wire whiffs, but I, I'm struggling to come up with one. I think a guy that you should have your I think a guy you should have your eye on is Danny Gafford. Gafford for the Bulls. Yeah. You heard it first right here. Right. Well, Steve, I don't want you to be angry at me, but that's all the time we have here today. So disappointing. I'll well, get over Steve, it though. I'll, we'll, we'll do this again next week and uh we will be five minutes of glory. You see, you're already you've already turned your attitude around. From the start of this, you came in kicking and screaming, and now little grumpy. 
but but I saw I saw a little little progress there in those five minutes. I'm happy to see that. You should rename this podcast Five Minutes of Glory." By the way, <laughs> all right, Steve. We'll see you on Monday for the Waiver Wire podcast. Have a good rest of your week, man. Goodbye. The cleanup hitter today is Jared Johnson. Jared, time is short as always here. What jersey is that behind you there? The 35 jersey I'm looking at. That is Mr. Kevin Durant, rookie jersey, Seattle Supersonics. Wow. That's Day nice. Day one, man. Day one. Yeah. Love That's that real nice. That's real nice. Okay. So, Jared, you, you have a topic you want to bring to the table here. Let's try to knock this out in the four minutes and 30 seconds we have remaining. Let's go. Okay. So, I want to talk today about the theory of ranks. So, just briefly... What are ranks? Ranks are a summation of Z-scores. What are Z-scores? Z-scores tell us how far above or below the mean a player is performing. Uh, more specifically, how, far, uh, how many standard deviations above the average a player is. Really simple, basically a Z-score of three is very good. A negative Z-score is bad and zero is average. It's a good way to evaluate talent in the league, but there are some flaws in the system. Uh, for example, if a guy shoots a really high field goal percentage, but he has not many makes, he doesn't take many shots, uh, that can give him a really high Z-score, but he's not necessarily helping you. and He's not boosting your field goal percentage. Uh, the same can be said for turnovers. Turnover, guys who have like almost no turnovers, they can get an artificial boost in the ranking system because they're going to have a really high Z-score. Uh, and then lastly, if your ranking system doesn't adjust for scarcity, the elite dime droppers can be undervalued. So these are some problems I see in the system. And a way to illustrate this point, if we look at last year's numbers this is like my main test was John ja Morant finished 135 and Mitchell Robinson finished 52. Now, I don't know in what context that makes sense. It seems like someone's hacking the system there because John ja Morant was top 10 in assists. So there's no way you're going to tell me that a guy who's top 10 in assists is barely worth rostering. So I would like you, if you could just for a moment, just take a look at the top 30 range at the third round right now and tell me if you can identify a player that you see that may be hacking the system, that may have an abnormally high field goal percentage, perhaps low, low uh, makes and low turnovers. Do you see someone... Well I see someone, and I've noticed someone recently, is not top 30, but I'll say top 60, a name that has jumped out to me recently is Nicholas Batum, who has 0.8 turnovers on the season and is top 60, but his counting stats are really not anything special. And he's also a high field goal percentage guy on low volume. Yes, that would be one example. Uh, a guy I was trying to steer you to, towards, though, was uh, Richon Holmes. Richon Holmes is currently ranked... Uh, I, I think he's somewhere in the top 35 territory. And if you look at the players immediately above him, they are Tobias Harris, Brandon Ingram, DeMar DeRozan. The players immediately below him, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Chris Paul, Trey Young. Now, I don't think that Richon Holmes has any business being in this range of players. 
And if you look at why he's there, it is because he shoots an abnormally high percentage on low makes. And basically his entire, he gets a, a massive boost from low turnovers and high field goal percentage. But he's only taken about eight shots per game. It's not like he's really helping you that much. If you were to compare Zion's field goal Z-score to Rachan Holmes, Zion is 2.73. Rachan Holmes is 2.27. So that tells me something is off here because Zion's so- should be significantly higher than Rachan's. Okay, well, our five minutes has flown by. So I think in sum, we have to have a takeaway here. And before we run out of time, I think the takeaway is don't just blindly trust the number next to a player's name. You need to examine his stats closer and see whether there's a there's a trick being pulled because you hear the sound. That means we're out of time, but we'll finish this thought. I mean, would you agree? Like, you've got to do that extra work. If the numbers seem a little off, if it seems a little fishy, it might be. So pay attention to not just the rank next to a player's name, but his stats and where he's getting his value from. Yeah, look at the counting stats. And just like lastly, real quick, this is something that we at Roto World are working to correct. Uh, Ryan and I are trying to develop our ranking system of our own. And so that's where this conversation kind of uh, spawned. And hopefully by next season, we will have our own ranking system that we can trot out and point to. If you want to do any beta testing on that, I'm willing to jump in there and help you out. Sounds good. Uh, all right, Jared, thanks for taking the time, man. We'll, we'll be seeing you back here again soon. That's going to do it for us on the 4x5 episode. Don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, wherever you listen. Take a minute to rate and review us as well. We're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Thanks to Ryan, Raf, Steve, and Jared. Thanks to all of you for listening. We will talk to you soon. Adios. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.